DJ and PK brought to you in part by Christian Roberts Mortgage. If you're going to work with an expert for your home, your next home loan, you need to connect with the most referred lender in Utah, Christian Roberts Mortgage. Christian Roberts Mortgage specializing in jumbo loans. You got tickets. Yeah. You need to give them away. I bought them myself. You did not. I bought tickets to the game tonight. What are you talking about? I'm taking a whole family. Not these tickets. And we're dressing up in our jazz gear. Now's the time. If you have any superstition, now's the time. Because the ball club cannot afford, series-wise, to go down 0-2. It gets real difficult at that point. Not impossible, but it gets real Yeah, difficult. we were wondering what those stats were, and then the Clippers went down 0-2, and they put them up there on NBA TV. What you have? 27 of the 31 teams that have been down 0-2 have lost in a best yeah. of seven. Gotcha. I think there's one more that was 0-2 in a best of five because I think Barkley's sons with the Lakers and Westfall guaranteed it. Well, then the Jazz was in 0-2? The Dallas? But, but Dallas didn't lose the first two at home. Oh, yeah. You got to lose the first that, two at but... home. That's the 27 of 31. It's teams that have lost oh. the first two at home. Not just losing the first gotcha. two. You got to lose the first two at home. Yes, I was down there in California at the time. Westfall, the, the late, great Paul Westfall said, we're down 0-2. We're going to go to Los Angeles. We're going to win game three. We're going to win game four. We're going to come home. We're going to win game five. And everyone's going to say what a great series it was. And doggone it, they did it. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> I remember him saying that, going, it's a little optimistic there, big guy. But I mean, it could happen, but sure enough. But I think that was one versus eight, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, I know the Suns had the best record in the league that year because yeah. uh, they had home court and lost to the Bulls. You're right. You're right. And I also think that— The Lakers uh, were in post-magic, pre-Kobe Shaq rebuild yeah. mode. I think that uh, game five went OT. Oh, really? I believe it did. I'd have mm. to double-check that. You know I will. Uh, yeah. So, but they did that. But you don't want to. You don't want to flirt with that. You don't need yeah. to mess with that. You need to go out and win. You need yeah. to tie it up at one one and go to Memphis. So, if you want to go to the game tonight, I mean, you got to unveil your strongest superstition. And let's be clear. I have my phone lines are banked right now. They're full. I'm not <laughs> doing callers right now. Just everybody out there. Okay, so here's what we want. Well, if you can't get through right now, you grab your phone. Yes. You use our app. But use we, the open mic feature. But we didn't tell them what it was. And you send you send it in. Go ahead. Your best superstition. Sports fans are notoriously superstitious. Anybody in athletics is notoriously superstitious. You know, Van Horn had a thing where I remember him telling me he had to wear this little uh, brace on the bottom of his like left calf, and he had to do it in l- the layup line before the game. And if he didn't have that on in the layup line before the game. That spelled bad news for the game. Van Horn, the greatest shoot of them all, told me that one time. And so fans are notoriously superstitious. I told you that my friend one time in college, big big Suns fan, he had a chair and he's pacing the floor because the Suns were losing, blah, blah, blah. So he took the back of the chair and he leaned over it. So he had one leg over it. And the Suns made this comeback. So he had to watch the game standing with his one leg over the back of the chair. What is wrong with people? <laughs> but they won. <laughs> oh, well, then it's totally worth it. <laughs> so you have to have the superstition, and it has to be successful. And we don't want any of your new superstitions, people. We want proven winners. Yes. 
Yes. So you get what do you do? You download the app, and you got 15 seconds to tell us. Yes, use the open mic feature on the Zone app. You can get in whichever app store your phone happens to use. And yes, record 15 seconds. Tell about that. Tell us about that superstition, and we will pick from the submission. And your team has had to have won. Yes, your team has to have won. Which it's got to be successful because we need all the positive mojo. You have special socks, whatever it might be. Because this team goes down 0-2, man, it is gloom. Doesn't mean it's completely out of the way, but it's only been done four times when the home team has lost the first two and then went on to win the series. You're getting you're getting in danger zone at that point. If you lose your first two and you lost them at home. Obviously, then you'd have to win four out of five. You'd have to win two ball games in Memphis. And that's not that unusual on its surface to think, oh, can the Jazz win two ball games in, uh, in Memphis? Yes. But coming on the heels of lost two, at, lost two at home, that makes me nervous. I got to admit. So I can't label tonight a must win, but I can say it's as close to a must win without being a must win. You're a man of the people because if it's 0-2, you're not going to be the only one who's nervous. Of course not. There'll be a long line of people right behind you. Yeah. And nobody wants that. I'm on the Dwayne Wade bandwagon. If Dwayne doesn't want it, I don't want it. So send in those submissions now on the open mic. We will pick our winner at the end of this hour. Yeah, we're going to give you a whole half hour. PK's still working on that golf thing, just sucking up to Dwayne Wade. Might as well. (laughs) You really think that's going to work? I hope so, because I want to go too. Dwayne, I'm fun (laughs) to play with. If you don't want to talk, I can be as quiet as a church mouse. If you want some good one-liners, I'm there for you. I want to play golf with Dwayne Wade before I leave this earth. Work it, PK. Work it! D. Wade and PK. Proven superstitions that work. We need all the mojo tonight. This has been going on forever. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Previous playoff uh, playoff runs, we've heard stuff. Uh, families that had to eat tuna casserole every game yeah. because that was the dinner Ugh. when the Jazz won a big game. I couldn't eat at any meal. <laughs> tuna casserole's like good every once in a blue moon. Know, yeah, I've had tuna casserole in a long time. Uh, yeah. I don't know yeah. that I've ever had it. It's comfort food once in a while. But multiple days. Yeah, I know. Do you eat it all during the Didn't Wade Boggs eat chicken before every game? He did. I had a buddy. He did. That was like a 2 or 3 p.m. meal or something like yeah, that yeah. before a game. I had a buddy in high school who ate like a, it's a court, um, one of those court like Tupperware things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. White rice, plain, nothing on it. He ate the whole Ooh, thing before yeah. every game. That seems like eating straw. I better have some uh, beverages right there, man. So you got to wash that down. Yeah, you got to wash that down. <laughs> Yeah, and, and Ron McBride had a bunch, right? Did whole stories on all the stuff, the walking through the mud before games, all kinds of weird stuff. Now, some will say routine. What's the difference between routine Walking and through mud. A routine is taking a nap at the same time every day, getting the sleep cycle down, eating at the same time every day. I don't think those are superstitions. Yeah. When you start eating the exact same thing before 162 games... That, to me, is a superstition. But the fact that I, I play the best when I eat at 3 o'clock because I had time to digest, that doesn't strike me as a superstition. That's, okay, a, but that's if, a routine. Sure, but if, but if you, you have don't, to have a thing do you freak of out? What? If you don't do it that day, do you freak out? 
do you start getting Okay, I get it. Then it's, nervous. A super, it's, a, it's a routine to me, but it's a superstition to you. It I don't know. I'm asking. It shouldn't be the end of the world if you take your nap 30 minutes later. That just shouldn't be that how can, big how a deal. How can you plan an everyday nap? 82 games, you know you're going to nap at 320 every day. I, there's no way I to guess do I'd, that. I guess I'd want to hear that every nap isn't the same. Sometimes you sleep. All naps aren't created so, equal. Right. And sometimes you don't, you kind of, you just kind of, you don't really drift off. You kind of, maybe you start to drift off a little bit. Other times you're just like, boom, you're out like a light. Because uh, I get your point. Right. I couldn't guarantee myself Self that I'm going to be able to fall nap. asleep right. every day at the yeah. same time. Especially I, when you're moving around in different that's hotel what I'm saying. rooms. You're all over the place. I, I do think you're at that home, they, maybe. I do think it's easier for NBA players than it is for a lot of people because I think they're sleep deprived because of their travel schedule. So I, I'll bet there's days, day, not right? Exactly. Game. But I'll bet there's a lot of days in there where it's easy to go to sleep. I think it's more along the lines of that you get off your feet, yes, and you relax. Whether you flip well, on close the your eyes, whether you fall asleep or, or music not. or yeah. whatever it is, or you read something. I don't know. Any number of way to get yourself uh, relaxed. You listen to. I, I usually uh, like to listen to jazz music. Sixty six on my app. Channel 66, Boney James. Who was Tony Gwynn's favorite? Nice note. Yes. Maybe maybe Tony listened to Boney James and taking the 2 o'clock pregame nap. And then getting three hits. Sweet. <laughs> Two of them opposite field between the shortstop and the third base. Ah, the 5.5 hole. Exactly. He perfected it. They ought to have his face there at the ballpark in the in the uh, dirt. <laughs> when they win the World Series this year. All right, hit us up with your superstitions, and you can tweet us. David DJ James, you want to put him on Twitter. You can hit us there. I'm going to be real excited to see Mitchell at the start of this game. Now, we talked to Mike Smith, and, we're, and I asked him about, you know, do you have any concern about Mitchell just coming out like like going to the dog races and they open the gate and those dogs shoot out there like crazy, you know what I mean? And some sometimes they fall and roll over, blah 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 blah. It'll make you and, a little nervous if he try, if he has that kind of start and he tries to go out and score twenty in the first quarter, which well, is obviously unlike him, right? But yeah, so I'm just. But wouldn't you be resistant. confident if you saw him in the first I don't know four or five possessions try to blow past whoever's guarding him and get to the hoop? Or just pull up smooth jumper that he does because he looks so smooth. When he's got it going on, he looks as smooth as any player that I've ever seen. I mean, he's just pure, on balance, textbook. Yes, but I'd like to see him blow by somebody. And I don't care if he dunks it or not. Sometimes he does that scoop laying thing. I don't really care about that one way or another. But to send the message early, you really can't stay in front of me, Okay, but that might be a surge of adrenaline, too. Yeah, but that message... Is that going to last? Putting doubt in somebody's mind about whether they can stay in front of you early in the game, that opens stuff yeah, up. Yeah, but I don't know if he's going to be doing that in the fourth quarter if it's tight, where that mid-range thing, you just get a simple pick, and he comes off of it either side yeah, and he, just looks smooth at a 15, 16-footer. Either way, whatever. He likes to go to the hoop late in the game, too. So, whatever. As long as he hits his first shot and is feeling confident. I, I think for to, me... Don't care what it is. Uh, I'm just interested. I'm curious to see how he's going to be. Team-wise... I want each of the dudes to make their first three. 
I want Joe to be one for one. I want Mitchell to be for one for one. I want Jordan Conley Clarkson to be one after the 0 for 8. I mean, he doesn't start, so it'll take a few minutes right, before he gets right. in. So I'm talking about but the starters first. Okay. Then I was going to get to Niang and uh, Jordan uh, on their when they come in. And Joe Joe wouldn't start either. I wouldn't think. So I have to put him in there in that situation. So and obviously Bogey is their other guy, and have them all have like so they basically have seven three point shooters in their nine man rotation. Favors and Gobert don't take them. So I have. I want to see a box score at the end of one, seven guys, one for one, from three. Well, that would be awesome. So seven. that's uh, 21 of their 44 points they scored in the first quarter. <laughs> I'll bet you there are people who don't want the Jazz to have too big a lead after the first quarter. Why not? Because then you relax. So what? You can't get your mojo back. Well, if I got too big of a lead then that means they ain't coming back because the lead is too big. What did the Lakers do to the Kings? 40-4? to four? That was a regular season game, yeah, it and it was the Kings. And they were terrible. Right. Memphis so, is not terrible. Memphis is good. And the Jazz are good, too. So uh, I want to see everybody just be in rhythm and have a level of confidence. Because I'm sort of nervous. A confidence is such a fickle, fickle thing. And if they miss a couple, you know, I don't want it to wear. I want head up, good body language, lots of emotion pointed in the right way. Fans will be going nuts. And keep, keep, if the shots aren't falling, you always say that the, the, the players need to give the fans something to be excited about. That's a cliche, and it's true. But let's have it tonight that you're excited no matter what. All right, DJ and PK, we're going to take a break. Coming up, you're going to be sending your superstitions that work, that are proven winners to Yach. Use our app. Use the open mic. Record it. Send it to Yach. You got a few already, Yach? Yeah, got a few. Already coming through them. All right, let's get a few more. Send them in. We got tickets to see the Jazz and the Grizzlies tonight. 8 o'clock tip time, pregame at 7.30. Right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. David Locke joining us. So when Donovan Mitchell comes back, Dylan Brooks will probably get that assignment. How does that affect the ability of other guys to create some opportunities for themselves? I think that opens up everything. Like, I just don't think he could take Joe Ingles out of the game the same way if Donovan Mitchell's on the floor because he can't guard both of them. And frankly, Donovan torched Dylan Brooks during the regular season, statistically at least. But Donovan being absent from that game changed everything. I think both psychologically, what the players went through in the six hours before tip-off was certainly different than what they anticipated. And then we just had guys who had bad nights. You go through four days of preparation thinking you're doing one thing and then you get a surprise woge bomb, I'm sure it knocks you off your kilter a little. But that didn't help any. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
Come join Ans and Scotty G Friday from 10 to 2 at ARUP 9786 South, 500 West in Sandy. Come save a life and donate some blood. You'll receive a gift card and Utah Jazz gear for your donation. When's that? That is Friday from 10 to 2. Cool. Jazz gear. Be getting you ready for game three Saturday night in Memphis. We got jazz tickets to give away. We're going to do it in the next segment. Your best superstition, a proven winner. You ready for this one? This guy just tweeted at us. This is pretty funny. What you got? It says, my superstition is a team-specific jersey, by color, sitting in my toddler's chair, <laughs> one foot on the coffee table and one foot by my fish tank. It worked with a Colts comeback against KC in the 2013 wildcard game. Seems to work every time I watch a jazz game. So I tweeted back and I said, then we blame you for Sunday. <laughs> That's your fault. But he didn't think to do it, though. Well, he should have. Well, you can't do it every time. Why not? Because nobody is undefeated. That's your fault, then. Your superstition either works or it doesn't. No, you got to pick 20, your spots. That 2013, you remember that game, Colts and Chiefs? That was like some crazy 45-44 game or something like that. No idea. Crazy game, yeah. No, I don't remember it. No, you can't have a superstition every time. You got to pick your spots. Now's the time to have it because you cannot afford to go down 0-2. You don't want to break it out of game one. You break it out now. Now you lost the home ball game and you're down 0-1. You got to get this one. It's imperative that you get it. So now is the time we need that. And you can't have superstitions on Sunday. That just seems sacrilegious. Might I just say right now the submissions we have? Yeah. Some good ones in there. Really? Yeah. Gonna be competitive. I think so. Gonna be competitive for the tickets. I'm thinking you guys are gonna be cracking up. Okay. These. We'll hear them on the air for the first time. Yach's going through them now, but we don't we don't know anything about it. You gotta have it when you need it. When you when you need it the most. I mean, you need it sixteen times the most. No. So you need it. I, mean, I would yeah, wear that you, superstition out. But you could also lose twelve times. You could. No champion has, but you could. Okay, but so what? We barely do. And we, we got eons and eons to go in the <laughs> we, world. We do. And we just barely got started here. Do you ever think of that? What's the record like the people for most in, losses? Uh, in the year 4,075, they're going to look at us the way like we look at people in BC. That's weird. Yeah, but the apes take over the planet in like 3220. So I've seen the Planet of the Apes movies. I know how this is going to go. Which is a waste of time. I'm going to watch that nonsense. Okay, well, then the apes are going to think, man, those humans <laughs> back then. <laughs> they didn't know what they were doing. They were freaks. Yeah, they couldn't even fly individually. They had to get on this thing called a plane. Yep. And we're all squished in there and only got peanuts on a transatlantic flight. So you can't break out that stuff. All the time, you only have to. You can only break it out when it's most necessary, and and now it's necessary. This is now's the time, people. DJ and PK, it is time to bring in Tim Lacombe, jazz radio studio analyst. You hear him on the pre-half and post-game shows. Tim, good morning. Good morning. I didn't hear what PK PK said. Now's the time, and then I heard about packing into a plane with peanuts. 
Um, <laughs> but that's all, that's all I took from that little piece that I heard. Well, I didn't even take that. Okay. Well, whatever it was, I'm, I'm all for it. Are we talking about how now is the time that the Jazz, it's not a must, must win in the purest sense, but it is extremely important. You do not want to go down 0-2 under any circumstance because the task gets awfully difficult. So we're talking about the need for folks to unveil their greatest superstition because I don't view it as a must win, but I view it as darn near close. For me, it's a must win. I don't okay. see. I don't see how. Because I mean, really, it's just the way Memphis came in here, and I mean, it reminded me of, uh, you know, a, a tough guy walking in and picking a target and going over and bullying the heck out of them. It really that that's what that game felt like. They got they came in with an attitude, um, you know. So I think it's something where, especially these first two games being on your home court, I think it's important. You got to get. I think this is is one they 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 have to win if they're going to win the series. Okay, but we've heard all kinds of stuff about you know you play as well as you prepare and you get confidence from preparation and the Jazz prepared for thirty six hours and then threw it all out the window at about four four thirty and from the coaches to the players there was a lack of confidence in what they were doing because that was the most unusual preparation they had all year. Unless I can, I can't think of anyone who got ruled out right before game time this year. They, they missed guys, but they kind of knew it was coming. I think in most situations, uh, except maybe the Indiana game where they lose Donovan during the game. So uh, I write a lot of it. I mean, I know that jazz shot the three poorly and I know that uh, Dylan Brooks went nuts, but I think offensively and defensively, all the preparation was off. All those cliches, there's some truth in them, and the Jazz were on the wrong end of all those trends and all that preparation, the lack thereof. React, yeah, Coach. You, hear, you been in that you situation? Those, yeah, well, when you hear those guys talking about it, and I have been, um, you know, I've been in situations through the years where, you know, our plan for either our team or the other team changed, you know, when you go out to, to warm up. And you've got a guy on your team that's going to kind of see if he can go or not. Um, you've got in your own mind, hey, this is the way this thing's going to go, and then it goes a different way, or vice versa. You know, another team you're playing is missing a guy, or you're planning on a guy, and then they don't play or they do play. Um, so it definitely affects. But I, I think the most concerning part to me was really that Memphis, as I watched the playoffs, you know, I watched Phoenix last night again. Uh, play with great emotion. Um, obviously, couldn't couldn't win a second game because the Lakers understood the importance of it. Uh, but then you go watch the Maverick um, Clipper game. I mean, if you're watching that Maverick Clipper series, and the Mavericks just won two in 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 LA. I mean, I would love to see what the um, you know what the odds are now on the Clippers winning that series. Just going to be really really hard. So. Yeah, there, there's some part of it that is definitely the Jazz were, were disconnected. I think that's the word Rudy used. And, and you can kind of go back to the preparation piece. But I think that all, all well and good, but they've played without Donovan and they beat teams. They beat this team without him. Um, so I think there was just a little bit of, of what 
Memphis came in with an, with an idea, hey, we're going to really muddy this game up. We're going to play really physical. We're going to talk a lot. And I think ultimately that all that stuff and then the fact that Jazz couldn't make a shot from you know pretty much anybody, those things all really kind of uh, tumbled into a really bad afternoon. So there's no question about that. I agree with everything you said, and I'm, I'm I believe that the Jazz will uh, catch up on the shooting. I don't believe Dylan Brooks will go berserk again. But the one thing that concerns me is Morant because I saw him do it against the Warriors in that winner take all game, and then he came right back in game one and did it against the Jazz. So that's my biggest concern from the Jazz perspective. Looking at the Grizzlies, is how are they going to slow down what Morant's able to do? Well, I, I thought thought that you know one of the areas that we talked about in preparation and pregame uh, on Sunday was that you can't have live ball turnovers against John Morant because he is a one man fast break. Well, the Jazz did a nice job of you know they had twelve. Um, I think they only gave up about six points, so they were able to stop the play um, or get back and defend it. But what really is the most concerning piece is just the way that Ja closed the game, and that's what reminded me, uh, like you say, of the Warriors series. You know, a high ball screen um, where he's, or or a wing ball screen where he's just on attack. And when Favors was in there. Ja was able to get that corner nearly every time. You know, the hedge did not really work. Um, and then he is so good in that floater range, which is, you know, by statistic, it's a shot that um, if you're going to give something up, you're going to give up kind of a floater from the mid-range more so than the rim or the three. But Ja makes that really look easy with great regularity. So what's going to be interesting to me is as the game winds down and if we've got a close one you know, there's no doubt what Memphis is going to do offensively you know how do the jazz counter um, and people would say well what would you suggest what do you, what do teams do and you saw in the Warriors game um, you know when Steph had the ball uh, he was double teamed everywhere and so maybe late in the shot clock or late in a game perhaps maybe a double team to get the ball out of Jaws hand and really favor the ball to go somewhere to a guy like Kyle Anderson, who doesn't shoot, he shoots 36% from three, but it's not his thing. Um, you know, he's not just going to be a guy that catches it quick and gets it off. So there's going to be some, some adjustments, but I'm with you that the way the job played and the way he kind of went anywhere he wanted to on the floor, that makes you nervous in a series. How much of that was because Rudy played 25 minutes and some of that 25 he was uh, not as aggressive as normal because he was in foul trouble and he didn't want to foul out, although he ultimately did. So how much is Rudy not in foul trouble changed that whole equation of defending Ja? Well, I think it, him being on the floor more minutes is obviously a really good thing. Um, and when he's out there, you know, he does a, a really good job of maintaining the edge uh, on a hedge, being able to drop, but still really kind of affect a floater. Um, you know, I don't think it's the be-all, end-all. I think Ja is going to be Ja, but I think that Rudy will lessen the impact, um, and it's way more important, obviously, that he's out there in crunch time because that's, you know, that's what you really need out of him. I, I've i gotten to the point with a lot of these games where I won't hardly even watch the first quarter, second quarter, I'll flip the game on 
uh, I'm talking other games in the NBA, like last night, I'll go watch the third and fourth, and you can pretty much get an idea of what's going on. Uh, so that's when you want Rudy on the floor. He needs to be out there. The foul trouble was definitely a huge impact, and, and it lessened his ability to be aggressive because, like he said, wasn't sure what was a foul and what wasn't that night, um, which is a common occurrence when I watch Ken Maurer officiate, by the way. You don't like Ken Maurer? Not a big Ken Maurer fan. Who's Ken Maurer? Referee yeah, slicks his hair straight back. Well, I know he's a referee, but I want to know which, which one so I can look for him. Middle name, first name, Ken, middle name, Ego. Oh, and you there's, got a problem there's with a Kenny Maurer, huh? Well, there's just a good amount of, it, it's the the character type of officials like that. I, I love an official who will sit and talk to you and, you know, but this guy's a, you can tell he's a, he is an ego maniac, and he had his fingerprints all over that game on Sunday. But that's enough about referees. All right, go ahead, DJ. I got to pull you. I got to see who Ken Maurer is. <laughs> M A fifty year old white guy. Fifty fifty year old white guy hair is slicked straight back. Okay, he's fifty. Oh, I think so. He's been doing games a long time. He's 66. He's 66. You got to be older than 50. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 50. <laughs> when you're saying 50 hair, 50 year old white guy's hair slicked straight back, I thought you were describing me. Hey, oh. <laughs> All right, I got his picture here. All right, there you go. Now he's got him locked down. Uh, would you do anything to get uh, Jordan Clarkson going, or would you just tell Jordan Clarkson to take his 15 or whatever shots and, uh, you know, it'll happen? That's the beauty of Jordan. Um, he he's going to take the same shots, and you know the shot that is definitely there for these guys to make um, with with the way Memphis guards ball screens is as if they can get a nice good uh, screen at the top of the key. There's nobody there on the help. You know they don't bring a guy up. So uh, Valanciunas, if there's a ball screen, he's ten to twelve feet dropped in the paint, waiting for the roll and trying to, you know, muddy up any kind of penetration. So Donovan, when he played in the games one and two, or first two games this season uh, in March, I think it's March 24th and 26th or something like that, the two games at home that the Jazz played the Grizzlies, he did a great job at top of the key, coming off, getting a little bit of space and making that off-the-bounce three. I think that three is going to be important. I think Jordan is another guy who can make it. He hasn't been making it very well lately. And, you know, he just threw a zero up on the board for the first time in years uh, in a game from three. So I would say that was a, that's an outlier. Um, you know, awesome. He won the sixth man of the year. Hopefully that gives him a little bit of, uh, of confidence. But I, I don't think he lacks for confidence. Like you said, I think he's going to go out and play Jordan Clarkson basketball. And really, the ball's going to go in or the ball's not. And hopefully tonight it goes in because the Jazz do need a couple dudes just to kind of lead out and make shots. Okay, but if it doesn't go in from three, do you just keep firing it up or do you try something different? Because with Clarkson individually, he can get to the basket and he's very creative. Yeah, his counter, his counter is that. Um, no, I, I still believe he needs to shoot. And he still needs to shoot threes. I'm not the kind of guy if you miss a couple because Jordan's shown that. I mean, the Warriors game a couple weeks ago, you know, he was he was he couldn't make anything the first three quarters, and then he went crazy in the fourth quarter. And that's always there for him, unless he stops shooting. 
Um, but to your point, PK, yes, I think you miss a couple. You know, the, the one thing you always try to do is you're, you're going to shoot good looks. But as a whole, I think the Jazz need to be more aggressive offensively. Uh, like I said, I think Memphis threw the first punch, um, and they landed it. And Dylan Brooks was, you know, the, the heel of the game. Uh, I'm sure the you know, there's going to be a whole lot of attention to him. Um, I wouldn't mind somebody just screening him really hard with him. As Majerus used to say, within the context of the rules, just put that guy on his tail uh, early on to, to send a message that tonight's going to be a little bit different. And um, but for Clarkson, yeah, he needs to shoot threes, but he also needs to get to that that other part of his game. And, and again, part of the reason that that's not as, as avail- excuse me as available is the way that Memphis drops their big and really kind of takes advantage of um, you know being kind of already pre-set in the paint if somebody is to drive. So stuff that they've got to work work out and work around, ball movement will be a key um, to be able to get what they want. Tim McCone joining us, Jazz pre-half and post-game radio. Do you have any superstitions? Oh, tons. What do you got? Well, I'll tell a funny story. When, when the Jazz were in the finals, I was living in in Austin, Texas. Um, but in the early rounds, this is really I'm gonna I'll I'll tell the story, but you, you'll never look at me the same again. Um, my kids, my little daughter was really into Cheetos, and I I decided that one of these Cheetos was the chosen Cheeto, and it was actually going to be a the lucky Cheeto. And so for all those Jazz games through that whole run. It was basically sat in a bowl by itself and almost worshipped. Um, <laughs> Cheeto got us to the finals, man. And uh, so, yeah, I, I used to wear same same pair of socks, you know. Uh, obviously washed, you know. But I'd have winning ties when I coached um, shirts that, you know, after you lose, you throw them away. That sort of stuff. So, yes, I'm very superstitious. We're giving away tickets to tonight's game to whoever has oh, man, the, I would best, the best superstition. It's got to be a proven winner. And people are sending in right now. They're using the app. They're using the open mic feature. They're sending it to Yak. He's sorting through them. And he says they're hilarious, but we don't get to know what they are. We hear them on the air for the first time. Yak's the only one who knows right now. Really? He, he says they're and hilarious. You're just choosing the one that... The one that makes us team. laugh the most will get tickets tonight. Entertain well, I, I us. Chosen Cheeto fit was that a good one? That was good. I like it. I don't think it'll win tickets. It'll be a better one, but it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a terrible submission. I mean, the chosen yeah. Cheeto just sounds funny, so I like that. Worshiping yeah, a Cheeto. Just, Come on, you know, you go through the bag and you say this is the one, and then you set it apart from all the others. You don't eat it. It has its own area, and when the game comes out, you you present it to the television. Yeah, that's that's, that that's how DJ picked his wife. Actually, it was probably the other way around. <laughs> I got news she for you. Russian, she got a she, or, she got a mail order American, <laughs> and DJ showed up. I think that uh, that's the way it works for most most guys. They are chosen. They think they're choosing, but they they are chosen. Yeah, my wife my wife got a really bad hop. <laughs> 
All right, Tim, stay tuned to the next segment. You can hear all the superstitions, and uh, we will get a winner coming up. People have a few more minutes to enter right now. Tim, thanks for joining us. We'll hear you tonight, 7 o'clock on the pregame. Game tips off at 8. Hey, guys. Yes, Tim. Go Jazz. Tim McComb, Jazz Radio Studio Analyst, right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We are brought to you in part by Davis Vision. The Davis Vision Spring LASIK sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses and save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call them today at 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision. Your superstitions for free jazz tickets next. The Big Show. The Big Show. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. Bob Fisher with us here on the Big Show. He's on the broadcast for the Memphis Grizzlies. I heard some stats that on open threes, the Jazz were like 12 of 41, which is crazy. That of their 47 threes, 41 of them were open. They're not going to miss that many again. So I think it's going to be very difficult for the Grizzlies. To win game two, I think the Grizzlies are going to have to play their best game of the year, and that's a tough task. Donovan Mitchell and that entire team is going to play with a vengeance. They're going to come out playing desperate basketball, and the Grizzlies are going to have to try and match that. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7. Presented by Big O' Tires, the team you trust. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Premier Wave. You've heard about acoustic wave therapy for ED and how it's an effective treatment to help nearly all men. There's now a physician-owned clinic here in Salt Lake. Learn how Premier Wave is unique by visiting premierwave.com for more information and to learn about Premier Wave's special offer. Jazz Grizzlies game two. The Jazz need to win and get this series evened up at 1-1. You go down 0-2 at home. 31 teams have done it. 27 have lost. Clippers are team 32. We'll see how it plays out for them in the Mavs. Jazz want no part of that. They want to win tonight. PK, you got to break out the best superstition. The proven superstition. Jordan just tweeted one at us. You ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. In the midst of an undefeated baseball season, when I was 14 years old, I used to secretly knock on the car window three times when I passed a certain house on the 12-mile drive home. After a hard practice before the semifinal, I forgot to do it. Uh-oh. About two miles from home, my dad jerked the wheel and shouted, Did you knock? <laughs> After getting over my shock, we drove all the way back so I could knock on the window. We finished the season undefeated. And I still knock when I see that house. Knock three times on the, on the window. <laughs> window. Is that what, is on car? the window if you want to so win. So he's not driving. Right, because he's, he's 14. So, so his he would just, father's driving him home from and practice. He would, and he'd go past home and he'd go, on the, knock three times on the passenger window. Okay, got when it. When he sees the house. Makes no sense, but it I got it. It makes no sense, but he and his dad got locked into that ritual two miles from home. All right, that one's been tweeted at us. Now we've got some that have been sent in using our app. Use the open mic feature. Yak, who's first? We're going to go to Amber, one of our P-Huns. Here you go. Every game day, we have the flag flying in the front yard, whether it be the Cougars or the Jazz. It works most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't work against Coastal Carolina. You're above 500, so... Uh, yeah. It didn't work uh, four seasons ago for the Cougars. <laughs> was that the three and nine? Four and nine. Four, four and nine. nine. Don't forget that Hawaii win, buddy. Okay, my bad. <laughs> Let's go to Brooks. I had a shirt that I wore underneath my 
football pads and I couldn't wash that shirt all week. By game day, I could pick the shirt up by the bottom and it would stand up straight. Oh, but it worked. I had a teammate who did that exact thing and I can attest. So an undershirt gross. for the uniform. Yes, like where you run wearing underneath your pads. Right, gotcha. So you had to wear the same shirt before he put the get up on. All right. That's disgusting. Let's go to Gage. If I didn't watch the game live, I cannot look at the score until I've watched the whole recording because I just know if I do that they lost. (laughs) Now that would be a powerful superstition. A superstition in the future that can go back and change the past. By the time Gage is watching, they either won or lost. What what are you, Doc, on uh, Back to the Future here? Basically, yes. You have to be to understand that superstition. I can't can't Fire up the DeLorean, Yach. If I watch a game that has already been played, I have to know the result. Know the result, and then you just watch to see why it happened. Yeah. See, I'm with PK on this. I, I, I need to know the result, and then I can go back and kind of say, okay, that's what happened with it. Yeah, so if I ever miss a jazz game, which is very, very rare, they play them afterward, mm-hmm. and I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. But I already know who won. In fact, sometimes I'll, I'll watch it and thinking, man, this team's down by 20. This is going to be an incredible comeback. I'm looking forward to seeing how they How they it. pulled it off, yeah. right? All right, should we move along? Yes, what have you got? So this one came in with Jason as the name, but as you're going to hear, I think it's somebody else. So when I was playing soccer, I played a tournament, and in that tournament, me and my teammate, we did a handshake before every single game, and we won the tournament. Whether it's Jason's significant other, a daughter, I don't know what, but it came under Jason's name. So you're saying he doesn't sound like a Jason? Nope, he does not sound like a Jason. (laughs) I'd agree with that. that, Which would make me one for one. See, we do it on the app so we can't insult the gender of an actual live caller. No, but you could insult the gender of someone on the app. Well, we don't know either way. Let's find out who shot JR. Let's go, JR. I worked at the grocery store in Colorado where Ray, not Ray Bork, uh, Patrick Waugh's wife would come in every home game and buy him a three-inch thick tenderloin. <laughs> when the Avs won it all? What year was that? 94. Look it up. Tenderloins for Patrick Roy, pronounced Patrick Waugh. Patrick, let's hear what his superstition is. Pay attention. Sorry, I'm still on Patrick. Patrick Waugh. I'm still on Patrick Patrick Waugh. You messed me up. All right, here goes Kevin. Every time I wear my Kelly Tripuka jersey, the Jazz win. And Fletcher heard me in the background. (laughs) Play that again. Every time I wear my Kelly Tripuka jersey, the Jazz win. (laughs) You do hear you in the background. Uh, Colorado won it all in 96 and 2001. So one of those for that. Chirpuka jersey. That's old school right there. Notre Dame guy from the 80s. Kyle. Mine is pretty simple. If I can get my brother to not watch the game, the Jazz are going to win. It's pretty much proven. <laughs> lock him in if he closet? watches the game, they're going to lose. Banging on the door. What, how do you no! accomplish that? The Jazz are up by seven in the third. Stay in there. What do you do? Send them to the movies or? No. Just put a chair in front of the door and just don't let them come out. <laughs> Got the chair lodged under the under the doorknob. 
All right, Matt, what do we have? So every single time I wear gear the day before a game, the Jazz lose. And every single time I don't wear gear the day before the game, barring back-to-backs, the Jazz win. And this is scientifically proven. It's backed up by Harvard. <laughs> you guys can look it up. <laughs> okay. Somebody heard Los well, That's Cambridge. Yeah, that's Cambridge. You better not have worn gear yesterday, buddy. All right. All right, McKay. Two words, jazz juice. Back in the 90s when the jazz would get behind, my cousin and I would start ripping them. The more potent, the better run the jazz would go on. <laughs> start swearing at him? Is what we got here? Is that what he's doing? I believe. Jazz juice, he might be imbibing. Or passing a certain bodily function. Farting? That's what I'm thinking. Well, just say farting. Hmm. I've never used farting as a superstition. <laughs> there is superstition. <laughs> <I am>. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try it. If I miss it, if I make a putt, I'm farting. All right, let's hear from Trevor. <laughs> During the Denver Broncos 2015 season, I watched every single game and every single game when they were on offense, I'd wear my Peyton Manning jersey. On defense, I would switch over to my Von Miller jersey, and they won the Super Bowl. I probably would have kept the Vaughn Miller jersey on offense, too, and it wouldn't have made much of a difference. So how does that work for the Jazz, then? When they don't have the ball, you put on the Gobert jersey. When they do have the ball, you put on the Mitchell jersey. Uh, well, on defense and offense. Is yeah. The... the ball's pinging around. You're all tangled in your jersey. You don't even know which one you're putting on and taking off. I don't know how it relates to the Jazz. Yeah, it's easier to do in football, obviously, because uh... – Sometimes there's even a stoppage of time there with a commercial, so I'm not sure how that how would work. But now's the time. My superstition, Matt says, is for the playoffs. This is what I wear to church, and there's a, sh- <laughs> a shot of him. He's wearing his Mitchell 45 jersey, and he's got his white shirt over it, and it's dark jersey, so you can see through perfectly. So he goes to, so he puts on a jersey, then has Sunday the white, dress for church. Yes, but and anyone, then of course, you can see through the white anyone, shirt. Anyone, you can absolutely anyone walking in in the parking lot, you know, three seconds day? after him would know what's going on. You, you got a jazz jersey under your white shirt. I've heard of that to a degree, and Tim Lacombe referenced it. Uh, I had a new big Broncos uh, fan. He'd wear a Broncos tie on game day and do that that type of stuff, and he had certain Bronco gear he wanted to wear. Stanley says, my superstition is matching the TV volume with the number of the player that we need to get going. House got crazy a couple years ago with Crowder. It's been more calm now with Clarkson. What's Crowder? Was he 99? 99. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You're, the You're going to be blowing your eardrums out. Uh, that's pretty funny. That and then you have funny. no sound with Ostertag? <laughs> you just turn it all the way Mute. <laughs> Wasn't he double zero? Double zero. Oh, classic. <laughs> all right. Uh, I got to say, I, I, like the, uh, I like Jordan's baseball story, knocking on the car window three times and driving past the house and his dad yelling at him and then doubling back. It's dumb. I thought we were giving this way to a zone app list. I said I I said earlier you could tweet them at us, so oh, I like yeah. that. I missed that. What do you what do you like, PK? I like Amber, the first one. Very simple. Play Amber again. 
Every game day, we have the flag flying in the front yard, whether it be the Cougars or the Jazz. It works most of the time. <laughs> I just love the, and I'm with you, PK. Her I like the honesty. It, it, <laughs> like it the works honesty. most of the time. All right, Amber, you won two out of three. That does it. You carry the vote on the morning show. Amber gets the tickets. Sorry about that, Jordan. So close yet so far away. Amber, I will be emailing you to get you those tickets. All right. Thanks to everybody who sent in their superstitions. Coming up next, Dan Feldman, Feldman, NBA writer for NBC Sports Pro Basketball Talk. Stay with us.